there. Welcome to the Anime Boston podcast. Longtime fans of the Anime Boston convention might remember in the past that we had a podcast in a couple of different formats. It's been a while, so we thought it was the perfect time to bring it back. And what we're hoping from this podcast is to be an extension of like the convention itself, which is an audible nerd party where we'll talk about anime. Manga, pop culture, Japanese culture, which includes travel, some fun tales and mishaps from time in the JET program, and more. And my name is Lauren Gallo. I'm the current head producer. And in this first rebooted episode, we're going to dive right in with one of the most important topics that anime fans tend to think of, and that is how to get somebody who's not into anime. Into anime, and this segment is being presented by our wonderful producer and frequent panelist Todd, the Todd Father Whitney, longtime AB attendees might have attended a panel or two by Todd. But let's get right into it and share Todd's tips and tricks to get your friends from non-anime fans to maybe dabblers to maybe your new best otaku buddy. Hi, my name is Todd. Some call me the Todd Father. There's something magic about anime, and how people flock to it. I'm a super fan. Anime is the nougaty center of my fandom Katamari. And as I've rolled it around, I've picked up other delicious hobbies and interests. But anime remains at its center. Over many years, I've been asked to help get someone into anime. And to be honest, I'm still not really sure what that means. I've had others ask me for advice on what to watch, or what to show others. That's a little bit more straightforward. And I really, I love that. I even run a panel because it's just so much fun. I've been in the depths of high school in the early 2000s when people didn't get me, my fandom, or anything nerdy at all. Something I never really comprehended when I was younger was that it's okay for your friends to be different than you, for them to have different interests. I remember going to college and wanting to find anime friends. And I think in hindsight, I missed great friendships because I was so focused on finding people that got me and my fandom exclusively. There have been friends, co-workers, and acquaintances that liked unanime, singular, but didn't love it as a presentation or storytelling medium. They liked Goku punching people, or that one show they saw on Adult Swim like Samurai Champloo or Cowboy Bebop. I've had many friends and coworkers that didn't like it at all, and we talked about other things. That's okay. But as I've gotten older, I've had coworkers ask me in hushed voices for recommendations for something like what they watched on Netflix or Amazon, and it was anime, or about that Japanese cartoon thing their kids are into. But the superfans are out there. Your best anime friend could be the person next to you in class. These days, most people under 25 know what anime is. It is like a 75% market and name penetration. But I've now worked for two different companies that have had chat rooms about anime for anyone to join. And it really takes all types. To be honest, I do work in a traditional nerdy field uh, in IT slash software development. But to be honest, many IT and tech companies haven't been the dens of geekery that I thought they would be when I was younger. There are just as many people into sports, their families, their pets, their hobbies, as there are into anime. And that's great. This is all a way of trying to explain that anime is not for everyone. I think there are universally great animes, but I know that some people may just not like them 
And more importantly, getting someone to anime and finding acceptance about your hobby are two very different things. So it's very important to know yourself and why you want to get someone into anime in the first place. For example, if you like shonen, like action anime, like Hero Academia, Naruto, Bleach, what are you looking to get out of the investment of your time in bringing someone into that fold? Are you looking for a watching partner or someone to fan out with? If that's the case, I kind of want to recommend that you try to find someone that's already into anime. This short circuits the rest of this explanation and boom, you have a new anime buddy. Like maybe they're not quite into the exact show you are, but if someone's really into anime, they're generally watching a lot of the same things that you want to be watching and talking about. I wish that I'd been told to check my bias at the door when meeting other fans much earlier in my fandom. I was a super purist, and I feel like I lost out a lot. Hypothetically, just because I don't think Ruby or Avatar are anime doesn't mean that someone I met doesn't think that they're the best thing ever made. And by poo-pooing that, I am burning the bridge before I even tried to meet someone in the center and have a conversation and potentially develop a friendship. But if you want to get someone to animate for something more nebulous or difficult to understand, like acceptance, approval, understanding. That's where the difficulty can really lie. My parents have said to me, like recently, we still don't get that anime stuff, but at least you aren't doing drugs. To which I laugh because their first intro to anime was Ava. My mom came downstairs, I was watching it on VHS, and it's that Rei Ayanami scene when she's changing. And she comes around the corner as Shinji falls onto Rei's boob. And I really haven't been able to win the back since then. So you can't always win. And to be honest, I feel like I need to be clear about my own personal failings in this space when I'm giving advice. Back to getting someone into anime. I feel like it's the same thing as giving a great recommendation. The first point is to know your audience and to pander to their interests, or at least to pick something interest adjacent. Do they even like the stuff that you want to watch with them? If your best friend is so not into martial arts, but loves cars, maybe The God of High School or Dragon Ball Z is not a good show to recommend or to try to watch with them. Even if you think, you know, it's a goat. Instead, maybe Initial D is a better choice. Or if you want to go like with mopeds, Super Cub from last season was fantastic. This point can't be overstated. Just because you like something doesn't mean someone else will. And that's okay. A million copies of me running around would be really challenging on the best day. And on the worst day, it would be the actual worst. This, I feel like, gets a little bit easier with adults who you have a strong relationship with and kind of understand what, they're, what they like and what they want out of a piece of entertainment. Knowing that your partner loves CSI can lead you down the path of a hard-boiled cop show like Psychopaths, a cyberpunk cop show like Ghost in the Shell, or even a caper show like The Great Pretender or Lupin. If someone's more into sports, maybe something like Haikyuu or Yoamushi Pedal. Or if they're into sports and superheroes, Kuroko's basketball is a slam dunk. I'll show myself out. 
Another example might be someone who likes high suspense dramas, like Silence of the Lambs. Perhaps something like Death Note or The Promised Neverland would be a really great choice. I've seen some good and not-so-good flowcharts online that can sometimes help with this, but often I find that they're pretty opinionated around otaku-centric hits, and not something that can appeal to a wider audience or a less aware audience. There's a strong caveat here. Outside of a few objectively funny shows, anime comedies aren't that funny to non-otaku. There's just too much shared context and cultural stuff you need to get it. If someone's into comedies or funny movies, anime comedies are the worst place to start. Trust me. As important as knowing your target's tastes, knowing what your audience dislikes, both visceral and story device-wise, is equally important. A visceral dislike can be summed up as something that will just ruin a show or idea for someone before they even begin to engage in it. For example, physical violence. So in that case, Bockler Grappley or Megalobox would be bad choices. For someone that is wigged out or doesn't like a lot of overt sexual stuff, Interspecies Reviewers or High School DxD would be very poor choices. Storytelling-wise means the tropes or actual devices used to move the plot along. But I know that many people hate in media res and others dislike Deus Ex Machina as a traditional storytelling device, but a trope can be like grumpy with a heart of gold or something like that. So knowing that someone does or doesn't like certain aspects of a show or certain aspects of like a type of show can be really helpful in like hooking them. As an example, my wife hates magical realism, and I took her to see the film Ride Your Wave, which I think is objectively a great film. She hated it because, quote, it reeked of magical realism. And in hindsight, she was right. It had many of the hallmarks of classic magic realism. And to be honest, I don't think that she'd like The Night of Short Walk on Girl or FLCL. But I feel like this feeds perfectly into my second point. Watch the show you're going to show someone with a critical eye, especially if you haven't seen it before. There's nothing worse than showing something offensive to your target accidentally. Put aside your bias if you can, and lean into watching something so that you don't cringe over it later. On the other hand, it's also okay to say you haven't seen something ahead of time, and if you encounter that thing, own up to it and basically say like, I thought you might like this, and I'm sorry that you didn't. A third point would be no one to stop pushing forward into watching and ask for feedback. Don't plan for a marathon watch party, only to find out that the person hates it after the second episode. Or, even worse, is watching it out of obligation, thinking that you really want to be watching it when you chose it for them. Maybe try a few episodes. The common idiom is the rule of three, which is after three episodes, if it's not your thing, stop. It can also be helpful to offer a trade. Do something that, you know, your target wants you to do. Go for a hike, play sports ball, watch their favorite show and trade. You know, there's many options there. Say you think your Uncle Dave, who's into disc golf, would really like anime, but you can't find anything that matches, you know, disc golf. There's not a competitive disc golf anime out there. I would encourage you to stay away from anime films that are an adaptation of an existing show. Almost as a universal rule, they're unwatchable unless you have, like, deep knowledge about the show. Exceptions exist, but 
watching them is almost universally disappointing. Many other classic anime films are not great choices for other reasons that I really don't have time to go to in this podcast. But I've told many people to avoid Studio Ghibli films as starter anime choices, especially when trying to draw people in, because while they're beautiful, I find many of their stories incomplete as a consumer of the story. They also sometimes read as a bit childish or Disney-like, and while there's nothing wrong with that, many adults tune that out or be like, it was beautifully animated, but I don't really get it. If you are watching with family, I think that there are a few excellent films by Hosada, like The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Summer Wars, and Wolf Children. These films talk about universal truths like friendship, motherhood, and the importance of family, and are great watches with people of all ages. If your target is into, you know, a little bit weirder things, Masaki Iwasa, I believe, is a great choice. Ride Your Wave and The Night is Short, Walk on Girl are are very fun and different, but the animation is bold and kind of noodly, and his storytelling is distinctly Japanese, so they're really not for everybody. If you're trying to watch something more sentimental, I want to eat your pancreas, ignore the title, it's great, and a silent voice are excellent choices, but those have strong trigger warnings, heavy emotions, and are very, very difficult films to want to watch with somebody casually as their first time viewing. Your Name by Makoto Shinkai is stunning and so very enjoyable to watch. His other films are great, but they often, I find, hit the above statement around, there's just a little something missing, but Your Name is fantastic, so consumable, and a very low barrier to entry. But if I had to pick a film or films to show somebody, I think I would pick the films that just also happen to be anime. And I'd really be looking at the works of Satoshi Kon, specifically Millennium Actress. It's everything amazing about anime and film and storytelling in a two-hour package. His other films are fantastic as well, but I think that Millennium Actress is just perfect. So that's all super plain and clear, right? After listening to me for the last couple of minutes, you know exactly how to get someone into anime. Uh, it's not that clear, and I know that. It's in fact super murky. The TLDR of this is know what someone likes and dislikes, and how to use that to inform your choices. Make sure that you know what you are watching, and if it's going to be offensive to the person you want to watch it with, and to be honest with that person, if you picked something thinking that they would like it, and it wasn't what either of you expected. Make sure the person you're watching with is having a good time, and sometimes it helps to offer kind of a trade. I'll watch some anime with you if you do this with me. And finally, anime films are hit or miss, and I find many to be misses. I'll end this by saying my go-to recommendation these days, when I can't find a good answer, or the person isn't really somebody that I want to, like, get into anime, is Promare. It's perfectly all the things anime, and nothing even comes close to looking like it or feeling like it. It really is the power of anime made into a film. It's loud, it's absurd, it's amazing, it's potent, it's just so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have the best of luck getting whoever it is in your life into anime. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Anime Boston podcast presented by the Anime Boston Convention. This is a volunteer effort and a labor of love and is presented to you by the podcast staff, Lauren Gallo, Bogulu, George Yazback, Mitch Stern, Nanvo, Olivia Keen, and Todd the Todd Father Whitney. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.